Welcome back to another episode of Tough Men of Faith, Season 4, Nick. Season 4. You ready? I, I am. If Blake can get his act together. Uh, good luck with that. Um, <laughs> but it's been a while since we've been recording. It has been. But we got the tape rolling now. And is that I, I'm, ready. I'm ready for this season. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it is. We're going to do some interviews and some... You know, some kind of some one-on-one stuff that we, like we've done in the past. Yeah, but the big thing, this so we announced it at the end of season three, yeah. what we're going to do this time is that we're going to like interview just like your average guy yeah. like that has a job, like just to kind of hear about his job and right. some things, and then how faith kind of plays into that. Yeah, I like doesn't it. mean they're all tough guys. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like the one today. <laughs> yeah. He might be a tough guy. He's built, uh, he, built, he looks like he's tough. He, is, he does look tough. I'm, I'm just hoping his mic starts working so that he's not sitting on your lap for the rest of the episode. While I you guys totally are agree. Mic. This is going to get really awkward. It's looking really awkward over there. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. The two bald uh, guys sitting on a... Never mind. Stop. All right. So, so anyway. We got Taylor Bell with us. We got Taylor with us. Hello, hello. And uh, we're going to ask him some questions about his job and... Okay. So you said every other episode this time we're probably going to do this. I one. think, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know how it's going to play out, but yeah, we have some good guys to interview too. This yeah, do some exciting yeah, things. I'm excited their jobs. about some of the interviews. Um, yeah, I'm excited to hear about some of the things they do at work. Yeah, and then also is how kind of faith plays a part in that. Right. So, so. It's going to be fun. Anything new with you before we jump into this? Like it's been a couple months. Man, there's so it's like all this stuff's happened. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great to talk about it on the podcast, and then I'm sitting here today, and it's like mind blank. So. Um, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of great things have happened. Um, it's so many, I just can't even list them all. Okay, so. that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, what about you? How have uh, you been the last couple of months? I've been good. Okay. Yeah. Good. I have two of my daughters are driving now, so that's a little bit different. But I bet. Yeah. Man. That's, we'll pray yeah. for you. And our, uh, our guest today is coming and working out with me occasionally. And Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I've never gotten an invite to work out with you. Yes, you have. Well, I've never showed up. <laughs> that, now, that is true. <laughs> that's one of the first things you said is true today. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> mm, great. Here we go. Tomorrow morning, six o'clock. Oh, pass. I don't do six o'clock. All right. I work out in the evenings. Let's do it after this. Well, I, I, Rachel's cooking. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, all right. We'll try it again. Go. We'll try again soon. We got Taylor with us. All right. Taylor, you doing all right tonight? Doing good. Thank good. you. So here's the thing. We we really don't have a plan going into this. So. Yeah, we're kind of winging it. Yeah. Um, so what? Like what? What field are? Because Nick just said before we started rolling, he's like, I don't even know what Taylor does. Like, yeah. Well, that's why we're here. I've never even asked you about your job. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're gonna do tonight. Ask about your job. So what industry are you in? Uh, I work in exterior construction, like roofing, siding, gutters, and windows. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought you were like a supervisor for a roofing company. That's what I thought you did. Yeah. Yeah. In a roundabout fence. Are you like a salesman? Not a salesman. So I got hired to be a salesman, and it was in the wintertime. Okay. And uh, salesmen weren't doing so good. Tough to sell roofs in the winter, isn't it? Yeah. So it was yeah. real. It was like the middle of uh, December when I got hired on. Okay. So they gave me the option to go through training. Or to get on the hourly schedule, jump in production until things got busy. Oh, yeah. So that was a no-brainer. Right. I jumped on the hourly schedule, and I never left. Nice. Do you, do you enjoy it? I do. At the end of the day, when I go home, it gives me like a sense of uh, accomplishment. Nice. I mean, it's stressful. but Okay. Yeah. But jobs are nice Like when you can look at like, you did something today, right? Like a roof yeah. got put on, a siding got put on. Or right? something to show for it, yeah. Yeah. Some jobs are tough because you, you work all day. Yeah. And then you leave, you're like, what did I do It's like today? being a pastor. I, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, back to th- so what is an average? You don't week? see the fruits of your labor until eighty years later. Yeah, when we all get to heaven. Yeah, we get to heaven. And we so, hope. That sounds about right. You hope that we're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look at that! I got everybody audibly laughing out loud. That's awesome. Wide is the gate. Yeah. Wide is the gate. What does an average week look look like for you? Wait, the, the gate's not wide to heaven. That's no, that's clear. not what you okay. said. You said wide is the gate. Yeah. What does an average week look like for you? Well, 
Uh, Monday, I usually start three different jobs, and I hope that they're done by Wednesday. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, I'll kind of drive by the jobs, make sure the crews have material, uh, make sure they're not, you know, peeing in the backyard behind the customer's shed. Construction workers. Yeah, it's, it's get very, very construction-y <laughs> stuff. It normally, it normally looks like a disaster on the job site the first day, then as the days progress, they clean up. So then yeah. middle Thanks of the week, I try to start two or three more new jobs. Hopefully by Friday, everything that I started is wrapped up. And then sometimes after the jobs are done, I'll have to go um, set up an appointment with the customers. Amos charges a lot for their work. I'd say maybe 20% more than what the industry standard is. So they're very proud of their price tag. With that being said, the customers want a completed product. When they're they want done. everything to be as perfect as it can be. Oh, yeah. They think we're building rocket ships. So yeah. we have to go around and take some pictures when we're done. And just A lot of it's insurance work, so I just kind of have to prove that we fulfilled uh, the contract that the insurance was going to pay for. Yeah. I get that. It's nice not to be the cheapest guy on the block. You know? Some people say that, yeah. Yeah. I run into that a lot in my industry. Uh, people always say that they can get the job done cheaper, and I tell them I welcome it, actually. Um, yeah. What does a warranty look like? Yeah, if you that? need to find a new guy, yeah. go, you know, go find him. Well, um, that's why I encourage a 12% tithe here instead of 10. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> you, need, you need to post that somewhere. Pastor's big screen TV fund. <laughs> so, how, so you run a couple crews, right? Or you try to... So what's your advice on like keeping them happy and productive? Wait a minute. I might need to hear this. I think a lot of people do, right? <laughs> so you lead a team at work or yeah. like, how do you, how do you keep them productive? Or you lead a team anywhere. You lead anywhere, a team yeah. in a, you know. In a ministry? Yeah. Or, yeah. The first like struggle I run into is they're doing something that I'm not doing or, or, or I'm asking them to do something that maybe per se I wouldn't do, but they don't see me doing what they do. They just kind of see me asking them to do it. So for a good example, like this time of year, it's cold outside. Um, sometimes I'm asking them to do some crappy things like tear off wood hard and they have to get nails out things like that so i'll show up with coffee i'll spend four or five dollars on coffee yeah. or in the summertime i'll get some donuts or waters normally they bring their drinks so the biggest thing in the summertime is like bags of ice but it's those little gestures that really when i ask them to do something difficult yeah i don't get as much feedback it, it gives a, a sense that i'm somewhat interested in their well-being well, well like you're a team working. player you know you're not necessarily doing what you're asking them to do but you do a little bit more than is expected or required of you in another sense I try to. I try to keep the yeah. the wheel moving. It's inconvenient for them sometimes. I try right. to think about what I'd want if I was. So you would have been great at sales. You just bring bags of ice, or you uh, bring donuts, or you bring you know. Listen, donuts will motivate a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Yes, I learned that here. Actually, I love donuts. Yes. <laughs> I bring them in for the staff here sometimes. Do you? Oh yeah, nice dude. And do you have like a more productive day with donuts here? Probably not. I don't know. I don't think so. I end up <laughs> sick because I eat too many of them. Yeah. But but other people enjoy them. So I've it's... driven by Longs this week like four or five times, and I haven't stopped once. And I'm proud of myself. It's probably because you didn't have any cash. That's the only reason. If I don't stop at Long's, it's because I didn't have cash yeah. on me. I think cash they take cards now. They don't take cards. I do not. What? No, yeah. they don't. Long's Bakery. It's, it's a new thing. I'm looking this up They're right now. They're charging you like an extra 5%, but they... Uh, do they really? really? Yeah. They, they must they have just started. This happened last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with RT. <laughs> I've had to go to that... Sure. I look it up, Google it, but... Uh, I've had to go to that ATM many 86% times. 86% sure they take cards now. Look, producer Blake's even looking it up right now because he's curious. I don't know, but it's like on the Google search. stop on the way home. It filled it out for me. Did it? As long as take yeah. credit cards? Hmm. I don't know. That's probably not something to do. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> so anyways, where we're at. There. Average week. So Monday you're uh, getting your staff donuts to keep them happy? Yeah, just yeah. to get the week started. <laughs> By Friday they're ready to kill me, so I try yeah. to start off. Yeah. What do you really like about your job? Uh, I like that it's uh, it's pretty sporadic. I like that there's, there's chaos. I feel like I thrive in chaos. Um, I like that there's always a fire to put out. It goes back to what I said about feeling needed or feeling accomplished. Yeah. If I can run a lot of got a lot of people run away from conflict or run away from upset customers. Yeah, that's I, one of my favorite parts of the job is uh, when a little bit of a conflict arises or 
there's some kind of chaos, something's needed right now, and I can be the go-to guy and go take care of that and then get everybody back working on track again and move on with my day. You guys enjoy that? Like sometimes, the problem-solving yeah. piece Yeah, sometimes making. I do enjoy the problem-solving part of it. Do you ever lose your cool, Nick? I, I have been known to lose my cool. I don't handle it. I always lose my cool and explode, and then five minutes later I feel really apologetic about it. But sometimes I think that it's necessary to have the explosion. Yeah. Sometimes I shouldn't do it when people are around. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm, I'm learning. That. It's a tough one because, uh, you know, sometimes you really just have to swallow it and move on. No, I'm so, with you. I'll yeah. say, like you said, sometimes a, there's a necessary explosion, sometimes followed by a necessary apology. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I've, I've, had to, I've had to backpedal sometimes. And it's funny, too. Sometimes if you if you come unglued or explode on somebody, it, it kind of sets a little bit of a tone for the future. And people are less willing to, or they're less apt to screw up or to let you know that they screwed up in the future because they saw how you've handled it in the past. Yeah. While it's a good thing, it's also a bad thing. No, you're right. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want you to hide it from me if you screw up. Yeah. I've learned a lot this year on that, actually. Something yeah. I've really struggled with. I can relate. Yeah. Are you guys being uh, quick to uh, listen and slow to speak? That's that's so. Uh, no, I've started that recently. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you guys just heard a sermon on that a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Very and mediocre that, sermon. Well, I, it's definitely a mediocre sermon, <laughs> yeah. but it got the point across. It sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, it's not working. It's like, no, it is working. That's why we oh, just recently it? started. Okay, it. so that's why we're not there. Yeah, before okay. I heard the sermon. But I do think there is a little bit like how you said, like if you said like blow up or something like that. But yeah. I don't think like blowing up in anger for sin would be wrong. But you guys are in industries where. Usually a mistake costs money. It costs money. And, oh. and you just, you interact differently, right? So in the yeah. military, we interact with each other differently than right. how I do when I lead the staff at church. Right. And it's just expected. Like yeah. not that it's wrong, but we're. We're more direct. We're more. We're, we're louder, and it's yeah. like, more "Hey, why'd you do this?" Right, and so no one takes offense to it. It's just how we interact. Like when I step into my role here, right at the church, I I don't interact that way. Yeah, right. yeah. If you would be loud <laughs> or direct or name calling yeah. here, you would have no staff. So um, it's not wrong, right? To right. be I guess in those what industry you're in. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, same thing. Yeah, and me and Taylor's industry, you know, we can laugh and joke and cut up with the guys, and we can have one level, you know, over here. But you know, when things do go awry. It's easier to lose your cool, and I, I think that's a part that I need to – I know I have to work on. I have been working on, but uh, I think a lot of people need to work on it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I think well, I brought that up in the past, too, is, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to lose my cool in the field somewhere, and then somebody, you know, come across and say, you do a Christian podcast? Yeah, right. Um, you know, <laughs> right. I, I want to make sure that I'm not – you got Well, it. I think that's going to go into kind of what we're going to talk about just a little bit today, but, like, what does it look like to be a Christian – in that industry that yeah. you're in, right? So if you want to ask a few questions about that, you know, like you're a Christian, but what does it look like living at, on mission when you're running crews who are hanging, siding, putting up roofs, right? So that type of thing, like how do you interact there, knowing that not everybody believes the same way as you? And, well, yeah, no, that's a definitely a good question, good point. Um, kind of like what you said about like the industry and how uh, construction workers like interact with each other. A lot of people like view, like maybe just a lot of blue collar workers is kind of like, rough around the edges or uh just kind of more direct or like grungy with their talk and it, it's it's kind of true um there's i mean in construction there's a lot of like dirty jokes it's a bunch of guys it's a bunch of men away from their wives that are trying to kind of like balance their ego between each other and things like that seeing who's the biggest or the toughest so uh there's definitely a, a fair share of uh, inappropriate jokes and uh just kind of some stuff like that that kind of goes on on the job sites and even at my work yeah um yeah, it's a pretty normal thing it seems like yeah more normal for you to be involved in it than to be to not be, and the guys that aren't involved in it almost get looked at sideways. Like, what you know, what's wrong with you? Almost, 
it's a weird thing to try and be on the right side of things and to be looked down upon for that. It, put, it kind of puts you in a strange spot, really. It, it's interesting, though, because when you look at, like, First Peter, it tells us that as Christians, we're going to be called, like, strangers yeah. or aliens or exiles, depending on what translation you're looking at, which is kind of describing how you guys feel in your workplace. Right. Like, Peter's writing to the church 2,000 years ago. I'm like, hey, people are going to think you're pretty weird. Yeah. Because they're going to be telling dirty jokes and you're not going to jump in on right. it. Or you're not going to maybe do unethical things and cutting corners at your job that pretty standard in the industry. Yeah, but... people are sharing inappropriate pictures and things, you know, with right. cell phones and everything. Today, it's just, it's so easy to pull something up and look at it. And it's like, ah, I really don't want to be a part of it. And yep. well, why? Uh, you know, why, why don't you want to be a part of this? And yeah. it's just, uh, it almost blurs the lines a little bit there. Yeah. And uh, trying to keep those lines. I always think yeah. about Colossians 3.17 when we think about workplaces, Christians, where it's uh, whatever you do in word or deed, like do it heartily to the Lord. Lord. Yeah. Right? So it's like whether you're supervising crews, you're hanging drywall. Right. You're you're interacting with the guys when you're taking a break or riding a truck together. Yep. As a yep. Christian, you should be doing that. As if you're doing it for the Lord. For the Lord, which also yep. means like when you're doing the work as well. like Right. Working when, for God. When you're sanding that or yeah. hang, hanging the, the siding, like yep. that's really like. That scripture says everything for the Lord. So yeah, that's kind of it's kind of one of my biggest things. Is it's so hard to say that's good enough. Yeah, you know, and uh, it's like there's an industry standard, and then sometimes it feels like I, I go above and beyond that because I want to be better than just the standard. It's like where do you stop at? Is kind of the like one of the issues you know we have is you know, it's like drywall, so it's not you know it's not a perfect product, but how perfect can we make it look in the yep. end? You know, where do you stop and it's something I've actually learned here recently is like you stop when you get to a point where the money that you're making is, you know, not enough to keep going. There's a point there that you can yeah. only, you can only make this look so good or you can only take out so many flaws before you, you're upside down, <laughs> you know, right? maybe it's not the right way to look at things, but that's, you know, it's end of the day. And, uh, you run into that inciting. If you try to fix too many things, sometimes we'll do more damage trying to go back and fix yep. something and make it perfect. Right. Than if we would have just left it alone and yeah. walked away from it. Yeah, exactly. So, so what, is, uh, what does sharing your faith look like at work for you? That's always a big one for people. I'm pretty open. Always have been. Uh, just kind of how I was raised in the church I'm in. Um, so I always ask the crews, like, they got stuff going on I could pray for them with. I, uh, a lot of the guys on my crews are younger and things like that uh, in their 20s. I'm a big advocate of Covenant Eyes. Um, I show a lot of the guys my Covenant Eyes app, and I talk to them about, like, what they got going on, on their phone. And I'm pretty open, and I'm pretty close with most of them. Yeah. I would say maybe uh, a couple of them are in church. I have one crew that they're pretty they're part of a church plant, but the rest of them are, I'd say, don't go to church at all. But I'm still close enough with them to where I feel comfortable talking about my lifestyle and about what they do and things like that. And they're pretty open and uh, receptive as long as I'm, I feel yeah. like they have a good sense of if you're being fake or being real or not. And, yeah. and the biggest thing with like the crews and stuff like that, too, is they like all bring their lunch every day. And it's always like some like a... Uh, Latino food, or like some tortillas and beans, and I always like to like sit down with them, even if I don't eat it. Sometimes the, the meat looks weird, uh, but because uh, <laughs> it's all bone in, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just sometimes some stuff's funky, or sometimes yeah. the chilies are too hot, right? <laughs> but uh, I always sit down with them and maybe eat my lunch. So yeah. like you know, kind of like a like the disciple that breaking bread together. Yeah. Like I feel like until you do that, like you really don't even have a, a place to really a foot to stand on to talk to them about. Right. Yeah, it's a good place to bond over lunch, yeah. um, or just overeating. That's yeah, it's a guy uh, thing or a man yeah, thing or right. a construction thing. We like to eat. Yep. And it's crazy the bonds that we actually, you know, not bonds but relationships too that we develop with the people that we work with every day. I mean, they almost become like a second family. Yep. Yeah, you're right. You know, when they haven't seen me in a couple of weeks, and it's just because paths just haven't crossed or what have you, and it's like, hey Nick, uh, are you going to be at the job today? Because you know we haven't seen you in weeks and. <laughs> It's like, uh, yeah, I guess I'll figure out a way to get there. Um, you know, and <laughs> yeah, that it's just, uh, you know, they're almost asking for your time. It's like, hey, can you just come and hang out for a half hour, 45 minutes? And 
uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. Or, you know, some, sometime this week I will. It just, right. uh, you know, we'll get some time to actually get together. But, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. The I think, like, my wife especially has a hard time understanding it. But, you know, you develop these relationships with these guys, and then they want to hang out with you outside of work. Right. Um, you know, that's always kind of been a tougher one for her because, like you said, a lot of your crews are Latino, and so are mine. And generally their wives don't speak much English, right. but they do speak. So then when we go and hang out with, you know, a certain crew or, you know, a certain couple. And uh, now our wives have nothing that they can talk about with each other. Um, there, you yeah. know, they're both smiling across the table at each other and until one of their cheeks hurts so bad, they just quit smiling and they're over it. So. I've been there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. The one thing you mentioned covenant eyes. It's a, I don't know if we've ever talked about that on the podcast, but it's just a great resource for guys uh, yeah. to use is that. Um, what is that? So covenant eyes, it's, it, it's on like your computer, your phone. And what it does, it like looks at the websites you look at. Yeah. But what I like about it is you have an accountability partner. Nice. And they get an email that, that says like, hey, here's the websites they went to. Okay. But what makes it nice is like like you guys, right? I know you're, you're sitting in your trucks not doing anything all day, just yeah. playing around on your phones probably while right. oh, yeah, is doing you know, the work. Um, all the know. different reels. So you look at you <laughs> yeah. look at all kinds of different things. Right. When it sends the email to an accountability partner, it kind of highlights some things. Like, hey, maybe here's some things you should ask them about. Yeah. So okay. the, the the benefit of that of not just having like something on your filter or something on your phone yeah. is that there's that accountability piece where someone's going to call you out on it. Okay. And so I, I find that really helpful because yeah. it just doesn't like stop like you from viewing it, that if you tried to view it, then there's a conversation with your accountability partner. Right. Well, like, well hey, we talked you do about this? it in the past too, that, you know, like for instance, pornography, it's just so easy. Oh yeah. Um, it's nuts. Even if you're not looking for it, I mean, right. you're going to come across something yep. and, uh, or you have the ability to come across something and uh, it just... It's just so easy to land on. Um, yeah, and it opens that everywhere. conversation, right? right. That, that so many times we don't want to talk about it, but so many guys struggle with it. So then you have someone who's like, man, I know you struggle with it. Right. So when you looked at that image too long, let's talk, right? Yeah. And so, right. yeah, so it's just great. Yeah, you brought that up. And no, so it's been a real tool. It's been helpful for my, my marriage and then my, my walk of faith at work. And, yeah. and then our team mentioned um, having one accountability partner. So for that, I actually have two accountability partners. Nice. Um, in this church, so it goes to two different people. So if, if somebody's having a busy week or something like that, the other guy will catch it. But with that being said, even through my week, sometimes it's hard to get in the Bible and get in the Word. So I not only have three, but I have four different accountability partners. I'd say two at this church and two outside of this church um, that weekly are texting me, asking me where I'm reading my Bible, or asking me sometimes uh, awkward questions like, uh, "How's your relationship with your wife? How have you been talking to her this week?" Nice. And that accountability um, is really kind of helps me keep me on track you know, in a world or in an industry that's not so faith friendly. Yeah. Yeah. You've not been married long, right? No, a little bit over a year. A little over a year. Yeah. Nice. Just had a, just had a baby. Ooh, ooh yeah. Little son. Little son. Yep. Look at all the hats you're wearing, man. I know. He's had a busy, uh, busy year. Yeah. Supervisor, dad, husband, youth leader. And yeah, he took uh, over the youth department, the church I mean, this year too. Right? I'm not wearing a bunch of different hats. It's, that's uh, It's been a lot. Yeah, I bet. It helps to... Have the accountability partners though to talk about the stuff. For sure. Um, that's why I try to tell a lot of people about when you have like stress and things in your life, it helps me so much to just talk about it. Sometimes I feel like I don't even have a problem, even with like the covenant eyes and things like that, until you actually like sit down and talk about it yeah. um, openly. And that's sometimes when you realize that you're in sin or you're doing I mean, something wrong. And I think we brought that up numerous times here, but kind of a battle buddy or accountability partner or a friend to lean on or, you know, I've got a couple, you know, same thing. Um, a couple of guys will text and say, hey, what are you reading? What are you reading in the Bible right now? And another good friend of mine, you know, he'll call and say, hey, how's things with your wife? How's this? How's this? How's business? You know, That's how's key. that going? Yeah. How's church life treating you? Like, you know, how's all that stuff going? And uh, it's good that people just, just ask a general question um, yeah. just yeah. to kind of get a conversation going. 
little bit of input from a few different people really goes a long way. Yeah, I've even heard um, you talk about it, Pastor, about getting feedback about your sermons and from different people and yeah. outside. Uh, I think that's... He doesn't offer, ask yeah. me for advice. He just <laughs> There's no feedback. shortage of people wanting to give feedback on them. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's cool as a leader, though, that you at least, you know, um, recognize that. And mm-hmm. I think that's cool. I'll notice that from you. I think that's key to leadership is getting feedback from. Yeah. If you're able to, like your peers, uh, people you're leading, uh, people above you, that kind of 360 kind of. Yeah, for sure. The 360 is like, you know, not just I'm not just asking the people that are in my immediate circle, you know, how I'm doing. But I'm also asking the people that are above me, too. How am I doing? You know, taking that feedback from both sides and. uh that's big as taking the feedback. Yeah, well, for sure. Um, and that's a hard one, too, because it's not always positive. We're guys, you know yeah. what I mean? We're, we're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have big egos. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard to be knocked down a couple yeah. of notches. So what's your, uh, if you could give guys, maybe you just did it, like one piece of advice that you'd leave them with for a Christian guy in the workplace? Before you can be um, any type of leader, even successful, you need to find some type of balance. Your work is an extension of your testimony. Um, but if you don't have that balance of faith, in your workplace, um, and then that, that even ripples into your home life. Uh, how do you balance work and home? It's all a big reflection of your testimony and your faith. So uh, I go back to that. You have to have balance, whatever it is. I talk to, I'm going to throw him on the bus, Chris Ward. He tells me he's able to read his Bible every day at lunch, got an hour lunch break. Sometimes I don't even get a lunch break. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm in right. my truck, you know, eating a Lunchable in 10 minutes and things like that. So, uh, you know, it just, it, it changes day by day, but whatever that rhythm is or that balance to stay connected with God, um, that's, that's key. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's good, good advice. I like the balance because I, I struggle with that too. Yeah. It changes day to day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Kind of eye opening for us. Yeah. Or at least for me. Yeah, it's good to hear it's about It's good, good to hear another guy's point of view that's kind of got kind of the same line of work and kind of walks similar paths that, you know, I walk in life and, you know, just hearing things that you're doing differently that I'm not. And that's awesome. All right, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks and, again, uh, Tyler. Yep. Thanks. Appreciate everybody listening and back on this episode one, season four. So yeah, give it a rating on the uh, iTunes or something. Is that how that works, Nick? I don't think so. Man. I don't know. Yeah, it is. And we got to get you up to date on technology, man. We got to get like get you a hey, poster, you know, so at, you can read off of the poster for the for the closing. Probably at the beginning, I said I said uh, running a tape. Yeah, you did <laughs> say really, running a tape, and it had me thinking that uh, I was at the mall today. I try yeah. to go very often, but I had to buy a gift, yeah. so I went to the mall. So I went early. Got there at nine o'clock. The mall doesn't open till ten o'clock, I guess. But so I was there. Did you mall walk? There's mall walkers everywhere. I know. So there's a couple stores open. I just went in waiting. And this lady passed me. Like, I walk fast. Like, everyone talks about how fast I walk. Yeah. You walk so fast. Like, people think you're stealing something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So this lady, this lady passed me. And she's, she's older. She had a Walkman on. Really? With the wire running up to her head, which obviously wouldn't be wireless. I wonder what cassette she was listening to. She had a cassette player. Wow. I hadn't seen one in forever. That's cool. Anyways, that's why I wanted, I I just thought of that at the end. So. All right, have a good week, guys. uh, (laughs) We're trying to wrap this up. No, we're not going to wrap it up yet. Remember that talk? Was it Talkman? Remember the one from Home Alone where you could talk into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that? Was it Talkman? Yeah, I don't know. Producer Blake? Google it. I don't know what it was called. I had had a Walkman and a Discman. I had a Discman, too. I had a Discman. You guys are a little bit younger than me, so you probably didn't have Walkmans. No, I didn't have Walkmans. I don't know if I had a Walkman. Um, I had a Discman? Yeah. And, uh, man, you can shake it and screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep, that sounds about right. That's true. Anyway. Sorry, you said Walkman and it got me thinking about talking. I know. Anyway, well, that lady um, passed me and got me thinking of the nineties. So yeah, man, yeah. I but I was thinking today is like I want to be a mall walker when I get older. Like they're yeah. moving, they all look like they're in shape. Huh. Put on your clergy collars and take off walking around the mall. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, let's wrap this up. And we'll see you next week. Awesome. All right. Thanks. See you.